happy sunday happy sunday happy sunday to you and you and you and you and you uh again with the issues this green screen business let me just see if i can make it i should just leave it actually and not mess around let's leave it uh hey y'all hey dasha Hey, Geek Girl. Yes, Ashley. Let's hit that like button while we're uh, just getting started. Happy Sunday. Sundays are for all things 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. There's no fear in love. And let me tell you something, you guys. This whole episode, this entire episode irritated me. The entire episode irritated me. But you guys want to have shows right after you guys don't want to let me have, you know, 24 hours to digest it. So if I'm coming in hot. It's on y'all, not on me. So we're just going to jump right in because it's there's just a lot going on. A lot going on. Hamza in Memphis. So first of all, why is, ha- why is Hyatt, Hamza's mom, doing his hair? Like, you already said, you know, you ain't got no job. You live at home, you don't cook, you don't drive. And now your mommy's doing your hair at what, 26 years old? Um, what? He's not a baby. He's supposed to be a grown ass man. Anyways, they're having breakfast, coffee, donuts, brownies, juice. You know, they're getting married in two days and Hyatt wants to have some alone time with the translator with Memphis as well. Uh, because, you know, she really wants to get some things off her chest, which is news to Memphis, right? Because Memphis thought they were going wedding day shop, shop wedding dress shopping uh, and wedding day shopping as well, because the wedding is in two days. First of all, why are we leaving everything for last minute? You knew the purpose of this trip was to get married. And yet we're all running around. We're running around for the last two days. Oh, I don't have an outfit. Oh, I need a prenup. Oh, like what? in the hell what have you been doing for the last three weeks i don't get it so hams is eating breakfast he's being like coddled by his fiance and his mom at the same time because he's like eating but he's all messy so it's like all over his face so memphis is like oh you have something in your face and your the mom's like oh there's a napkin over there i'm like dude is this what is happening right now like honestly what is happening Are you all getting married or are you just adopting a new son? Because I'm confused right now. I'm really confused. So Memphis and Hyatt go for a walk to meet uh, Hamadi, the translator. And the mom just really is like, I have a lot of stuff to say. And so she wants some answers and the first thing that she wants to ask as they all sit down so the three of them are sat down she's scared if hamza goes to the us um that memphis's ex-husband will create problems for hamza because you know it's a stranger raising his son or daughter the translator translates it, it into the ex does not accept a tunisian man that will be with your children I said, wait, wait a minute. Wait a whole damn minute. That is not what the question was. What? The ex is not. Where Where did you see 
that the mom said anything uh, but a Tanzanian man. I, I didn't see that. She said she's worried that the ex-husband might not like another man raising his kids. Is that going to be a problem? Okay, but let's go with that. So Memphis is like, you know what? My ex is okay because, you know, he knows that I've been moving on and he's happy that I've moved on. He just wants me to be happy and healthy in my life. Uh, he's a good guy. He only really cares about, and this is the most important part, he only cares about how Hamza is going to treat my children. The translator, Hamadi, says the ex is a good guy and he knows that she's marrying Hamza. So you got no worries. What? What about the part where the ex really wants to make sure that Hamza is going to be good to the kids? What about that part? Because Hamza can't even take care of himself. He can't even comb his own hair. He can't even cook. So I'm just trying to figure out, as is the stepfather, how exactly is he going to play a role in this relationship? Because I would feel like, first of all, he's going to come to a whole new country, not know anyone, not have any support. His mom's not going to be making his breakfast. His mom's not going to be making his bed. He doesn't drive, so he's going to have to get a license, which means he's going to have to take driver's ed or someone is going to have to teach him. And then you have two young kids living in the house that are probably going to want help with homework and school and all the things. And then you got to learn the language on top of it all. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how is this all going to work? Have we thought about that? I just, I was like, okay. Next up. First of all, there should be two people in a relationship. And let me tell you a little something, okay? If you're my fiance and I'm opening up to you because I'm sharing with you, because as one of the things that are important is communication. Communication is absolutely the foundation of a relationship. But if I then, oh, Crystal, thank you so much for supporting the show. Thank you so much, especially on a Sunday when y'all know I don't normally do shows on Sunday. I really appreciate the support. If you're willing to support the show, bottom of the screen shows you where you can support the show, as well as there are uh, super chat and super stickers. So back to her second concern, okay? Her second concern, the mom's concern, is that she heard from her son that something happened to, to Memphis when she was young and it's worrisome to Hyatt because she wants to know what it is. Now I'm going to tell you something right now. Memphis didn't have to tell her shit. Okay. And, and going back to what I was saying, if you're in a relationship, it's you and your partner and you're opening up to have an open and honest and healthy relationship with your partner, then the things that the intimate stuff, the deep down dirty in the crevices stuff that your partner tells you because they finally feel like they're, they can be open and honest and free and be supported and protected by you. You don't then turn around and, and tell your mommy, you don't tell your, your buddy, you don't tell your trainer down the street, you keep it in your relationship. So when the mom said this, I was like, um, it's kind of none of your business. 
I get that you are protective of your son, but your son, again, is a grown-ass man, okay? And your son is in a relationship that's different and sexual with this woman right here and not with you. So you have to remember that's your son. That's not your man. And he has no business at all sharing Memphis's, in my opinion, Memphis's stuff. I, I just think it's wrong. So <clears throat> Memphis is like, yeah, well, when I was younger, you know, me and my mom were homeless. We lived on the streets. And the translator said she stayed on the streets, which if you were a Western or person, sounded a little like she's for the streets, which means something totally different. Belongs to the streets, which means like something totally different. But I thought that was like, okay, he's kind of saying finally what, is being translated and not putting a little extra sparkle on it like he likes to. Um, so she stayed on the streets with her mom with no home. And Memphis goes on to say, you know, I've been through a lot in my childhood, a lot of trauma. And then the translator says something happened in her life and she still shook. She did not say she's not over it. Just because she's getting an emotional doesn't mean she's still shook over it. So you're going to go ahead and put a little extra to it. All she said was that she's had a lot of trauma as a child and she didn't have the support and she had to do everything for herself. Nowhere in there did she say she was still shook just because she's getting emotional about it. She's getting emotional because she's bringing up a private trauma in her life that's really none of your business. So then the mom, Haya, is concerned that and worried that all of the stuff that Memphis has suffered psychologically, financially, is going to affect her relationship with Hamza. Well, you know what? I have some concerns too, Haya. I have con concerns that he's lived such a sheltered life that he is going to have issues financially and psychologically. Because guess what? He's going to be thrown into the deep end. He's got no skills because you've coddled him all of these years. So then what? So if you're going to turn around and say that someone's journey is going to, or could possibly be detrimental to your young son, perhaps your young son shouldn't go anywhere and should just live with you forever. How about that? Christina, thank you so much for the super sticker. Love you, girl. Then Hyatt says, you know, sometimes, and we all know that Memphis admitted that she deals with anger issues and she's trying to be better, more patient, all of those things. And sometimes the mom thinks that she gets mad and the mom is like, and then she gets mad and she remembers something that happened to her and it's going to give her like a flashback and then she's going to get angry with my son. I was like, that is not, what? Like, where, what? These are your concerns? Translator translates it into, will all these problems influence your future with Hamza? Now, Memphis is silent for a minute. <clears throat> silent. She's mad that Hyatt is using her hardships against her. And then she says, you know, all of these hardships have just made me stronger. And I'm irritated because his mom is looking at this like all negative. 
not seeing that all of the things that I've been through have made me stronger. So she gets upset and she looks Hyatt dead in her face. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to be as respectful as possible, but you're really kind of getting to me. I'm a nurse practitioner. I came from nothing. I learned everything on my own. I didn't have the same support that you have given Hamza and look how far I've come. And I, this is what I did. Bravo. Cause guess what? She's a nurse practitioner and guess what? That takes a lot of work and it's not easy. And she's lived in foster care. She's been homeless. She's done all of this stuff in life by herself and look how far she's come. And then meanwhile, Hamza has done what? Like I, what has he done? She's talking about buying homes or savings raising kids, all the things. And I would like to know, and, and one of you in the live chat, please tell me what has he accomplished so far? Because as far as I know, he doesn't even drive. And he's had his mom with him the whole time. So can't even say anything about single parents because single parents are the strongest, hardest, amazing people you know out there. They'll do anything for their children. So you can't say that. So what can it be? Let's look at let's look at Hamza and you tell me what do you think it can be? Because the mom's so concerned about all the hardships of Memphis, I would then in turn say, well, what about the easy road that Memphis has had? Then what? Is he going to be prepared for life outside? Because guess what? Life outside is not easy. And you want to know something else? Life in America as an immigrant is completely not easy. So is he going to be prepared? When you, you let the bird out of the nest, is he going to be able to fly? Oh, my God. I'm so outrageous right now. <laughs> I don't know why you guys want me to be on Sundays. I just I can't help myself. Moving on. So... <clears throat> The translator translates all of that into, she said, uh, you're starting to get to me. Uh, never had the support uh, that you gave Hamza. I made myself, I supported myself. And Memphis is like, you know what? I'm a very loving person. And she starts crying. She's like, I would never intentionally bring Hamza to America to let him get hurt. I love him. I want to I want to be with him. And that's why I traveled halfway across the world to be with him and marry him. So Hyatt finally like takes a breath and she starts crying too. And she's like, you know what? I want my son to be happy. And he loves you. He says, I know he loves you. And so you are like my daughter too now. And they hug, they embrace, all is good in the hood. Thank you, Dopey Dope, so much for the super sticker. Memphis says, you know, family is really important to her. And she can see that Hamza's family is very close. And she wants to be a part of that family. And she wants to be close with them as well. And so she's happy that they were able to have this conversation. And hopefully the mom will get off her back now and chill the fuck out. She didn't say all that. I'm saying that. Uh, no disrespect. So pre-celebrations for the wedding, because remember the wedding's in two days, is tomorrow. So she wants to, in the next two days, get a dress, get a prenup, 
um, and the dress, you know, she wants it to be something traditional. Now, here's the thing, okay? I said all the, that great stuff about Memphis. She's a nurse practitioner, so we, we know she's smart. She's been through some things. She's lived on the streets, so we know that she's got that going for her and that she's a conqueror and an overcomer. So it's very confusing to me that this woman who, when we first met her, because, you know, I remember in the season, beginning of the season, you had all the time for sexy time. You had time to hang out with your friends and drink champagne and look for sexy lingerie. But you, who obviously is a planner, who obviously knew that she wanted a prenup, did not get a prenup made up before you left. So when you prioritized, you said, oh, I should go lingerie shopping and oh, not meet with an attorney because I know I'm getting married on this trip. And because I want to protect myself and my assets and my kids, I'm going to go ahead and, and get a prenup. You're going to not do anything. And then you had three weeks there and you're going to wait to two days before to call on FaceTime and say, I need a prenup. I don't understand that. I, I, uh, what? Okay. So they're at the, they meet the sister and they're at the wedding dress shop place. And then Memphis is going to FaceTime with her mom um, to show the dresses because Memphis likes to try to make her mom a part of things, even though they're not very close, which I think is very interesting. And, and that dynamic, I wish they explored it a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? Because they keep bringing up the mom and how the mom was like a drug addict and they were homeless. And I think that that's a whole storyline that I think for some people it could probably um, not only be relatable, but they can say, hey, listen, she did it. I can do it too. Do you know what I mean? Like I can change my life around or whatever, can learn from my mistakes or whatever that may be. So I feel like that they should have explored that a little bit because we met her like for five minutes and then now we're meeting her again and she seems super opinionated for someone who Memphis is not really close with and doesn't have a great relationship with. So it's like weird. Do you know what I mean? Like we need more backstory in my opinion. Um. <clears throat> So she tries on this green dress and her mom, Deborah, says, oh, that's not your color. And then I was like, well, like, how do you know that that's not? I mean, moms know. Don't get me wrong. Mom knows. Moms know everything. They really do. But I also feel like she grew up in foster care. So it's like her biological mom. And I, like, I don't know. What do you guys think? So the mom says her mom, Memphis's mom says, green's not your color. So she's like, she's just striking it out and she's saying it as in her opinion is the only opinion that matters. And I was just a little fascinated by that. I want to know what you guys think. Let me know in the live chat. Let me know in the comments if you're watching the replay. Then she tries on this other cream outfit and it's like a pantsuit that she can't walk out of. So she's like walking, like you see those sumo wrestler outfits that you have on Halloween They and they walk out like this, you know, and you play you play like sewer wrestling. It's super fun, by the way. If you guys ever have a chance, you should do it. It's super funny. Anyways, that's how she's walking out. The mom and sister were making fun of her, saying she looked like a Russian doll. Uh, the whole I was like, so we're doing all of this. How often, you guys, do we get an opportunity to just see this? 
wouldn't you have liked for them to explain what the traditional outfits meant and like the importance of color and the gold embroidery and a pantsuit versus a dress suit? And like, is this the wedding outfit or is this the pre-celebration outfit? Like, I feel like they had an opportunity to teach because not everyone gets to travel across the world. So like, tell us what this is about. Not just like pop it on, like I'm at forever 21 and I'm just trying on some bullshit outfit. You're trying on some a traditional outfit that means something. Tell the viewers the meaning. Anyways, outfit number two was not a go. Third outfit was the white pant outfit with gold. And then it had this like chiffon gold robe thingy with the hood on it. And they all seemed to like that one. It also seemed to fit her Memphis the best. But then I was like, so what's the meaning of this one? Like, what's the meaning of this one? Because this one's kind of got a little pop to it. A little fitted, fitted white pad, little, little what, what. What shoes is she supposed to wear with it? And like, how does that, because the cape thing, I feel like she didn't know what, what she was doing with it. And, you know, she's little. So are they going to, like, what's happening? I have so many questions. But no, that was it. Apparently the third one was the charm. That's the one she was going with. And... Yet I didn't see any of them walking out with bags. Are we doing some alterations? Are they sending it to a hotel? Like, how is this working? I have never gone to a wedding. And I, I don't know. I just have never gone to a wedding like this. So I would like to know, you know, more information. And that might just be me. I just might be a nosy body. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, um, the mom started getting playful and whatnot. And so the mom gets up and she starts make, making fun of how Memphis was walking in the second outfit. That was so funny. Then they all fell out laughing. Um, and then now she, Memphis is worried about a prenup, right? So she's worried about a prenup. And again, I'm going to say, why did she wait till the last minute? She knew she wanted one. You know, why not have one done beforehand so that this is not a last minute issue? Um, who's giving you a prenup in one day, given the time difference, given the fact that you have to actually sign stuff in real life, even though, you know, you can e-sign and all that stuff. But I just don't understand how this was like a day of thing. I need a prenup today. Can you have a tear by tomorrow? No. Oh, I didn't think it was going to go like this. So. She calls Matthew the lawyer. Um, and, you know, she's like, I'm not prepared. It's the day before she's getting married on the Monday. And she's like, you know, I, I honestly didn't prepare before I left, but I'm building a house. I make more money. Uh, I'm getting married on Monday. And, you know, I need to protect myself. And Matthew looks at her like she's a lunatic. And he's like, you know, there's not much I can do this fast. There's really nothing I can do. Um, he's like, you have to understand that the prenup, there are laws and the laws in Michigan are that he, your significant other has to be able to not only read it, but understand what the prenup is. And under Michigan law, they have the ability to consult with another attorney that goes over it with them to make sure that they understand exactly what they're 
they're signing. Hey, Amanda. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, and so, yeah, it's not like a one-stop shop. Like you copy and paste. What is that thing? I think I saw something one time. You know how um, it's not everywhere. Canada doesn't have it, but Americans have it. Americans, you have this like, I'm making it up right now because I don't remember, but it's like 1-800-LAW where you can literally go on a website and there are like legal documents and like, I can't remember how it works. I think it's like you pay a couple hundred dollars and there's like some weird legal something going on and you download the document. It's not that. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? That's what she thinks she was going to get, like a, a one-stop shop prenup in a box. I don't know. It's bizarre to me. So, um. She's not happy. She's like, what are my options? And he's like, well, you don't really have an option. You can either do a post-nup or you could push your wedding back. And just so you know, a post-nup is not as enforceable as a prenup. So you might want to take a minute and step back from the situation if you're really concerned about protecting yourself and your children and get married later. Oh, see, I knew it was something. Legal Zoom. Linda for the win. And Christina says it's called boilerplate. It's like legal mad libs. I don't know. But all of this, whatever this is, where you just, I mean, it didn't make any sense to me. But there you go. Thank you. See, the Patreon girls are coming in for the win. So <clears throat> Memphis feels worried because she's like, you know what? If I don't get married on this trip. It's going to jeopardize my relationship. Plus they've already done all this pre-planning and we're already doing pre-celebrations and all the things. And so she needs time to think about it, which again, I don't understand because you plan for this whole trip for like a year and now you, you need time to think about it because you decided that you were going to go lingerie shopping and not get a prenup that obviously you wanted for some time. doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. She starts crying. She's scared. She doesn't know what she wants to do now because she really did think that she was going to be able to get a prenup uh, in 24 hours. Um, so she comes back to the apartment. And here's the thing that I was like, oh, y'all are doomed. You're doomed because you don't communicate. She comes in. She's in the bedroom and she's packing. And I was even like, what, what is she doing? Where is she? Is she deciding to go home? Is she going to call it off? Like I had all these questions because she's just packing. Hansa comes in and Hansa sits on the bed and he's looking at her and she's like, yeah, I'm going to go to a hotel for a night. I just need to think. I need time to think. And he's like, no, no, stay with me, sleep with me. And she's like, no, Hansa. And he's confused because I'm confused because he doesn't even know why you're deciding that you need time. Like, go ahead and take all the time you need, but tell me why you need time. Don't just start packing your shit and leaving with no explanation. All he knows is his family and friends are starting the celebrations and the wedding is in two days and pre-wedding is tomorrow. So where are you going? You, you can't use your words. And we already know that she's smart. So that doesn't make sense. So red flag, if you can't communicate now, why are you getting married? bizarre 
<sighs> Moving on. Jasmine and Gino. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't even know this. I I just think that Gino. I feel like Gino needs some home training and I know that he's already old. So like, you can't say, and you, you know, you're never too old to learn really, but like, he's just so wrong. And he always, he's a terrible liar. You guys, he's a terrible liar. He always pauses. He looks like he's like, what's the saying? A deer in headlights. And then he starts shaking his legs. Like he would, he'd be a terrible poker player. And like he's just a terrible liar. <sighs> God. Oh God. Okay, so we see Gino, and like Gino's been there for three weeks, and I'm just wondering because you remember when they went to the island, they had massive bags. Like I know he had two huge suitcases, and then he had this plastic bag thingy, right? So I'm just confused why I keep seeing him in the same outfit. And what is episode is this? Episode 13. So I've seen him in these fucking blue shorts and this hat, blue hat and this like two-tone top at least 10 times. And there's only been 13 episodes. So I'm just wondering, where's the rest of his luggage? And why are you wearing the same outfit everywhere? Because I know, Gino... I know that you are, there's no like washer dryer where you're staying in an extended stay and, and you're doing a little bit of laundry. So that's concerning to me. And I, I say that because I also saw you get in with your shoes on in dirty shoes, mind you, in the bed at the hotel. So like, what, what's happening? What, what else is in the suitcases? Why is it this one outfit? That being said, Dasha says his suitcases were filled with hats and open toe sandals. <laughs> but there's only one sandal unless it's like the same sandal. Or unless he wears like, maybe he has the same shorts and shirt like times 10. Maybe that, maybe that's it. I don't know. I doubt it. Megan says because he buys his clothes in five packs at Costco. <laughs> All right, so Jasmine's working out. She woke up and she needed her space because she woke up mad again, thinking about everything that Gino has done to her. Gino is feeling confused. He's like, oh, I thought we got past this, you know, because, you know, I got your mom's blessing, even though he really didn't get the blessing. So he thought that they, they were past the issues. He thought they were moving forward, but she woke up mad. And so he pops in and I always think it's funny, like, Every time he, she's working out, I guess working out is just not his thing. But, like, you don't want to just sit and ride on a bike and do something. Instead, you just want to sit there and stare at her and ask her stupid questions. Like, oh, are you working on your arms today? What does it look like, fool? And why should I even ask, Why should I even tell you? Because you don't even work out. You're not interested in working out. You're going to sit there and ask me stupid shit to waste my time. Doesn't make sense. So she's like, you know, what are you doing here? <clears throat> He's like, oh, you know, I just want to check in on you. 
and she explains how she's trying to forgive Gino, um, but she's finding it harder than than she expected. And you know, she got a message on social media that, in her words, quote, her tits are gonna be all over the internet. She got it from a fake account, but it's obvious to them who it is. It's his ex-girlfriend. Um, and so she's really upset because she can post it. And then those pictures are all over the internet forever for the rest of her life. And she's mad because Gino, she feels has an attitude about it. Like, and he doesn't care. It's not going to happen. It's no big deal. Um, and so that attitude is pissing her off even more. And then she's like, you know, instead of having the balls to say, Jasmine, you're right. And I'm so sorry she can do this and it's not right. You just have this attitude and saying sorry about having this attitude is pissing her off even more. Now, here's the thing, you guys, that is so interesting to me because like. I'm all about however, however you make money, that's on you. No one, no one should judge anybody, really, right? And what we're not about to do is judge sex workers. We're not about to judge uh, online cam girls and all that stuff because you know what? It's their body, their choice. However, what's interesting to me is that she's making this big deal about her tits being on uh, all over the internet, and you know, she dragged Gino's ex girlfriend for being a sex worker and saying how like above all that she is, you know, she's educated and she's this, and at least she's not all these things. But then come to find out that she did a Q and a, you know, quite recently. And you guys, my Patreon subscribers, you guys know what I'm talking about, but she has an only fans now. And if you guys remember my Patreon subscribers Friday show, the photo that I showed you that she posted about, you know, taking chances and all this stuff, that was a pretty racy photo. So like, I'm just confused about what are you mad at exactly? Are you mad that the photos are going to be online, even though you post photos online? Or the reason you should really be mad is because no one should send your private photos out to anybody without your permission. You just don't do that, right? So, and I think that if, you know, Gino doesn't understand why he shouldn't do that, then that's what you should be mad about. But what you can't be mad about is if you feel like your reputation is going to be tarnished and on the internet forever, if indeed you're doing the same thing on, on your own. So, you know, I just need a little bit of clarification on, on, on that whole situation. Gino's not really concerned. He thinks it's just empty threats from his ex-girlfriend. Doesn't think it's going to happen. Doesn't think it's a really big deal. Doesn't realize what he's done wrong and why it was wrong, which is the problem, honestly. Um, and then she's like, you know, you don't understand that I have responsibilities. She's like, I have kids. I'm a mom. I'm a teacher. People depend on me. She's like, I'm going to get fired. And it's just not okay. And then he's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And she's like, well, you know, I don't understand why you're telling me not to be scared. And he's like, well, if you get fired, I'll support you. And I was like, you'll support her. How you ain't got no job. You just complained about how you spent 
X amount of dollars to get there, how you weren't planning to spend $500 on clothes, all the things. And this is exactly kind of what she said. She's like, well, I make $3,000 a month. So are you going to cover that? Because that's my salary for the month. <clears throat> and then he's like, uh, uh, thinking about it, right? Real quick. Uh, because he's not going to give her $3,000 a month. Uh, 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 oh god what he's like why don't you do something else like maybe something like working out you like to work out and maybe you'll make more money and I was like that was a really terrible thing to say so let me just get this straight she loses her job because of you because you basically fucked her over by sending her private photos out to your ex-girlfriend because you were being immature and you wanted it to be like, hey, look at the girl that I'm dating now. You know, I'm not such a dork and a geek and, you know, you're beautiful, but look at my new girlfriend. She's beautiful too. Like, first of all, how old are you? Aren't you 50 something? I know you're surprised that you're you're getting these beautiful women and you know some of them you're paying so let's not even talk about that but like how old are you Take responsibility of what you did and understand that it wasn't right to do and apologize until you can't apologize anymore until she forgives you then that's that's what you can can do what you're not about to do is have an attitude about it and be like, oh, just go get another job. Why the fuck should she get another job when you're the reason why she's getting, why she might get fired? That's on you, Gino. That's not on her. Anyways, Gino says he doesn't know what to do. He didn't realize all the pain and trouble he caused. He's really hoping that he can make it right. <clears throat> and so he comes back over. She's sleeping with his hat on. She's like, what do you want? He's like, you want to go for a walk? She's like, no. Um, every time she looks at him, she's just really feeling resentment because she really hasn't forgiven him. Um, she just realizes every time she looks at him that she's 100% still very angry with him. And she's like, you know what? I just want peace in my life. She's like, I feel like shit. I look like shit. And really, it's because of you. She's like, I used to have nice hair, nice nails, nice eyelashes. And like, look at me now. And then instead of listening to her, because it's not about the hair and the eyelashes and the nails, Gino, she's, it's about the, her peace, peace in her spirit. Gino says to her, well, you want to get your eyelashes done today? She's like, you know what? I'm not a sugar baby. If I want something, I can get it myself. I get that you're used to paying women for their company She's like, what do you normally play? Like two, two fifty. She's like, this one's free. I'm doing this one for free. Um, and then he gets a little bit of an attitude. He's like, what? He's like, I don't do that. That is not who I am. You do do that, and you've told the audience and everyone else, including Jasmine, that that's what you used to do on multiple occasions. You paid women for their company. <sighs> Ridiculous. 
You guys have some interesting comments in the live chat. What I will, what I'm about to say there right now is this: Jasmine can send as a woman who's in a relationship. Jasmine can send pictures, sexy photos. Like who hasn't sexed with their significant other? I'll wait. If one of you have never sexted with one of your significant other, let me know in the live chat. Okay? Because if you're with someone in a relationship, then I don't see what the issue is. Okay? And I'm not going to blame Jasmine for sending a naked photo of herself to her significant other because it was her significant other. And that's her choice and right to do. So what we're not about to do is blame Jasmine for sending it. What we're about to do is continue to blame Gino for spreading it to someone he shouldn't spread it to, especially an ex-girlfriend who has no business in his new relationship. And if we can't see that that's his on Gino and not on Jasmine, then I don't know what to say. And it's Sunday, so I'm coming in hot. So I, I just, what we're not about to do is blame the woman here. We're not about to slut shame. We're not about to tell a woman that she can't send her naked tatas over to anyone whenever she wants because it's her body, her choice. Okay, thanks so much. As a grown ass man, you should know better that you shouldn't send that photo because it's private and intimate to anyone you want, period. That being said, let me get out of the live chat. <clears throat> um, so she's pissed and she doesn't trust him. And so now she's on to his emails. She feels like he lies about everything. She feels like he's a liar and she can't trust him. So she wants him to show in his actions that he's different. So she wants to see his emails. And so when she says this, this is this is how Gino does it. Okay. He's like, uh huh. Like he couldn't hear her, right? Because now he's trying to think of like what he should say. And instead, he's like, uh, uh, all right. She is going through his phone. He's trying to give her instructions, like don't open emails that are not open yet. Don't do this. Don't that. She's like, listen, A, I'm younger than you. B, I'm smarter than you. And also I'm good with technology. So I'm going to be able to figure this out. Now, Jasmine was not playing y'all. Jasmine, Jasmine, listen here, T. Jones, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, if you didn't hear me the first time, what we're not about to do is blame Jasmine for sending an intimate picture to her partner. That's what we're not about to do. Okay. And maybe that's on you. Maybe you don't like your partner to do sexting and sexy things for you. That's on you. But what we're not about to do is blame the woman for sending a photo to her partner. That's we're not what we're not about to do. Okay. And I see you saying it. And I see you saying it multiple times in the live chat. It's just not okay. What you're not about to do is blame the woman. It's 2022, my friend. We are we ain't blaming women for taking control of their bodies and doing what the fuck they want with their bodies. Thank you very much. 
Bye bye. <clears throat> so Jasmine's going through the text back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Boom. She finds a text or not a text, excuse me, an email from 2014. Um, and I was like, whoa, you 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 went to 2014? She's like, what is this Lego land? And she's willing to dig deep. And apparently he went to Legoland with his ex-wife and didn't tell Jasmine that he had gone to Legoland. He had told her that he went to Disney and to somewhere in upper Michigan, and but, but not about Legoland. So she feels like he's lying. But he feels like, hey, he forgot. And I'm going to say, and then, so she feels like she caught him in another lie. But I'm going to say, like, he's old. He probably did forget. Do you know what I mean? He probably did forget. Like, oh, yeah, I went to Legoland with my ex six years ago. So he's like, you know, that was six years ago. I don't remember everything I did six years ago. Do you? And she's like, yeah, I do remember. And he freaks out. He says that this is effing bullshit. He calls her an effing idiot. He knocks over a chair. He storms off and basically says to production that he has nothing more to say to her. And the infamous words, I'm done. I'm done! You're never done on 90 Day Fiance, ever. You can say you're done, but you're not. Um, Geek Girl says, that made me mad though. It was way before they met, yeah. All right, you guys, Ben and Mahogany. Oh, Ben and Mahogany. I gotta say that Mahogany... Can someone just really... The storyline is just so wild. It's so wild to me, you guys. It's just so wild. I need answers. I need answers right now. Like, right now. <sighs> so ridiculous. If I do like this, will this work? Let me check. Uh, no. Oh, it'll be good. Enough. All right. So, Ben has been in Peru for like a week. Then, you know, Mahogany thinks that they're connecting. Um, now that she's been asking some questions about his life, but she really didn't like the answers that she was getting. So she has more questions and she didn't like the fact that he kept blaming his exes. So the ex-girlfriend did wrong. The ex um, ex-fiance did wrong, all the things. So she really just wants to continue to communicate. And so she invited him to breakfast. And so When she got to her room, he literally sent thousands of texts. And I'm, okay, I don't want to say like thousands because it felt like thousands, but it was like thousands of texts, you guys. It, there were so many texts. I was just like, I cannot with this fool. I cannot. So he literally sends Text after text after text after text after text. Can you imagine? I feel like that that's stalker behavior. I really do. And I know I've said this earlier in the season. He just gives me stalker vibes 100%. 100%. So 
he sent a bunch of texts to her and um, she didn't respond because she's like, you know what? It's just better to talk in person, right? Which you would think that the older dude who's 50 something would know. Like, it's probably better to talk in person. And you didn't want to talk about it during your little romantic dinner. But then I guess you came home and you thought about it. And then so you decided to just text her nonstop all night, all night, all night, all night, all night. In your words, 10 pages worth of text. Go, 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 go. To explain it. And still, instead of waiting till the morning and be like, hey, you know what? I thought about it. And here, here's what I want to say. It's weird. It's just 100% weird. So she goes to breakfast and I was shocked, you guys. I was like, are those her parents? Her parents show up at the resort. Surprise! Wakachina, I think it's called. I was like, what? 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 You didn't know your parents were coming? So you said, hey, I'm going to go on a mini vacay with my pretend person who's not my boyfriend who I just met online and they said okay and then they showed up the next day because uh, what um okay parents are worried still they still have concerns because Ben's from social media you know and so they're just gonna come and hang out and follow their daughter like that wasn't super weird too like you didn't give your daughter a heads up you just popped up and you knew she was gonna be at breakfast and so you just popped up and there she was like i it just all doesn't make sense to me so now she's worried because she doesn't know what ben's gonna think because now her parents are here um <laughs> i don't know who you are missy welcome you're brand new but i agree with you her parents followed her in her car facts facts they checked in the, the night before just like she checked in and decided hey we'll let her know in the morning that guess what we're here too surprise <laughs> so the mom, Sylvia, says, you know, we just love you too much and we want to be close to you. And I was like, ooh, see, another problematic situation here, right? Because what, she's 20? Well, she's still young, right? She's only 22. I get it. I'd be protective if I had a 22-year-old and some 52-year-old who'd never seen her before flew halfway across the world because he's a sex tourist. And I'd be, yeah, okay, I'd be concerned too. I'd be concerned too. I'd probably show up, I'd pull up and be like, hey, hey girl, hey, we're here. We doing breakfast, let's do mimosas, holla. You know what I mean? I'd probably be doing all that too. Yep, yep. Now that I think about it, yep. So Mahogany tries to explain to her, her parents that you know she can take care of herself they did a good job raising her and so they shouldn't be too worried. Um, but then she tells her parents about last night and how she has doubts about Ben and how he doesn't take responsibility for his actions. And meanwhile, they go to the room and Ben is in his room. <laughs> Lori says, I, I'll be in the trunk. Um, 
So, Ben's in his room, and Ben is acting like a total, I don't know what, you guys, he's just acting super weird, creepy. He's packing, and he's standing, and he's talking, like, weird. He feels weird, he says. He feels stuck. Feels like she's checked out. And I was like, checked out of what? Y'all are, she specifically and explicitly said that you guys were not boyfriend and girlfriend. So she's checked out of what? You ain't in a relationship with her. So I don't understand what this big dramatic moment you're having is right now. You feel stuck. You feel like she's checked out. He you, he has said that he's texted in detail about his ex-wife and how it's a good working relationship. And I said, are you effing kidding me? The relationship we saw with the, the ex-wife came to dinner when you were announcing you were coming to Peru and she's looking at you like another 20-something when you have 20-something kids. This is not right. That's a working relationship because it didn't look like it was working to me at all. So <clears throat> he writes these texts, right? 10 pages of texts. And I, I had to share some of it with you guys because I just was like, what, what is this? Can you imagine being 22 and this 50 something after, you know, 10 pages of text writes, my love for you grows stronger every day, but it seems that God has hardened your heart towards me. You fear who I am and my intentions, but there is no room in love for that. Therefore, this is not love. But know this, I do love you. I always will. What? Wait, what? What? You fear who I am and my intentions, but there is no room and love for that. Therefore, this is not love. So therefore, comma, it should be, this is not love. But know this, I do love you. Uh, Dasha says he's acting like a preteen. Facts. Fact. He's acting like he's never been in a relationship before, even though he was married for 20 plus years. 20 plus years. <clears throat> so he makes a big deal out of it. He is mad that after texting these 10 pages of information, that she didn't respond. So he has decided that he's not going to go to breakfast. And he realizes that in his mind, she's afraid of his intentions. She's afraid what her friends will think. She's afraid what her parents will say. Um, and so he's just going to hang out. She decides that she's going to text to see if he's coming. And he responds, you know, I sent you many texts and saw nothing in return. I take your silence very seriously. The parents are like, dude, if he doesn't come to breakfast, it just shows a lack of courtesy and a lack of respect. Does he know that we're here? And she's like, well, I don't think that he does know, but let me tell him. So she tells him my parents are here 
And then instead of being like, hey, I'll come right down. He says, let your parents know I want to talk to them privately with just them and not you, please. How? How, how are you going to talk to them? Because the last time you met and the only time you met, she was your translator. And I know you got the new fancy translator app now. Is that what we're going to do? We're going to use the translator app and you're going to tell them what? What exactly do you need to tell her parents? That you love her, that God sent her to you and you want to marry her, but you feel like she's closed off and she's checked out of the relationship. Okay, stop it. Stop it. You might not want to show the parents crazy because the parents will quickly snatch her up and be like, peace out, we're out of here and we're taking our daughter with us. Okay, Mike and Jimena. Oh, Mike and Jimena. I want to say that now that I know, and again, my Patreon subscribers, you know what I'm talking about. Now that I know the real deal about Jimena, it's really hard for me to watch Mike knowing what I know. Dasha or Linda, uh, who else from Patreon is in here? Um, how do you, do you, did you have a hard time with this segment knowing what you know about him now and knowing what you know about Amena now? Geek girl, same thing. Was it hard for you to watch the segment knowing what you know about, about him right now? I found it very hard. Geek girl says, yes, I found it very hard. I feel like knowing what I know now, a, I think Mike is a 100% sex tourist. I think that the reason he stares totally makes sense to me now. And I hate to say it, but I just, I hate to say it. I'm not, I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't say it. He's like an incel. I'm sorry. That's what, that's who he is. And that's the vibe he comes across. And that's why he's so super desperate because he can't believe he actually finally, after 34 years, got a woman and not only got a woman, but got a woman that he used to friggin' leer at and pay to leer at. And now all of a sudden he's like, Oh my God, I'm sleeping with the girl that I used to stare at all the time. No wonder he continues to stare at her because he forgets that they have a different dynamic now. Cause now he doesn't have to pay her to stare at her. Now he pays her, but just in a different way. Woo. Okay, got that out of my system. Okay. <clears throat> we leave it off with Jimena saying, are you ending it with me? And then he's like, well, do you want this to be finished? And she actually says no. And I was shocked. I was like, this is your out, girl. You just last week said, you know what? You stopped working because he was supporting you, but you could go back to work and no, and no problem. So why don't you just go back to work? Because you clearly don't want to be with him. But I get the lure of he's paying all your bills. So you're like, I don't really want it to end. I just don't want to be around you. So <clears throat> she's like, no, I don't want it to be over. I just need my space to really think things over. And I was like, I cannot believe it. I just, I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. He says, do you want me to stay here? Or do you want me to go back? And she says, stay. We'll try to work it out. And then Nelsie calls back and saying, 
um you know the things that she was saying earlier are really super bad and i don't even think you should stay at the house i think you should find a hotel and stay there for the night and then just come back home and Jimena's like you know why do you tell your friends everything and why do you have them get involved in our relationship and it just doesn't make sense to me now nelly nelsie is like you know what don't stay Amanda might be saying that there are solutions, but there's no solutions because she doesn't like you. She's disgusted by you. And if she says there's a solution, it's because she wants you to pay for stuff. Facts. Facts. The solution is, hey, you know what? You stay over there and stay away from me, but still continue to pay my bills because that's how we met. And that's the lifestyle you promised me. But I don't really want to do all of this. I actually liked it better when you were afar and you just sent me money and then you just watched me through video. Like, I'm cool with that. But you haven't actually touched me as like, blah, to her. Um, so Nelsie tells Mike that, you know what? You don't deserve to be treated like that. And, you know, you deserve better, all the things. And she starts getting under Amena's nerves and Amena's like what what do you care like what's your issue and she's like well you're taking his money from him and you don't love him and it's abnormal you treat him like shit and you take his money and she was gangster with it you guys yo yo Amena was like what what do you care what do you care it's not your business not your relationship you don't even know how we really met and if you knew how we really met then really you would understand why I treat him the way I treat him because he came in knowing exactly what he was getting. Okay. 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 You're going to pay for sex. You're going to pay for kicks. That's on you. You're going to fly halfway across the world so that you can get a little something because you can't get anything where you are in your own country. So you're going to be like a sex tourist. Let's call a spade a spade. That's exactly what you are. You're a sex tourist. And because you're paying her, you're expecting her to give out. So let's say that and, and, and it not be anything else. All right. So. Don't stay, don't stay, Nelsie says. There's no solution to this. And she's like, just leave tomorrow, and then that's it. And Amena's like, is that what you want to do? Amena's like, is that what you want to do? And that's fine. You should leave tomorrow. She was like this. Bye. So then they get off the phone. Uh, she says this whole, and this is something I want to know if you guys noticed, because I completely noticed it. She goes into this whole speech about Mike's little gossipy friend and how she doesn't like her and she's in our business, all the things. And he understood her without the app. Like there was no translate translation with the app. He, she just kept talking. And he's like, well, you know what? I still feel like shit and I still feel overwhelmed. Um, and, you know, my heart is in this relationship. But I will be my own man and I'll stay for another week. And I was like, you know what? This fool's, that's on you, Mike. If it's clear what the rules and regulations are of this relationship and the rules and regulation, if you're not clear, is that she wants money 
and she will give you sex if and when she feels like it, but she may not. And she may treat you crazy, but it's on you. And you decide that you're going to stay another week because your heart isn't it. Your heart isn't it. You're going to stay another week because your heart isn't it. Even though your best friend translated to you that this girl can't even stand to be around you. What does that say about you? Oh, because you used to pay to watch her. And that's why you sit and stare at her. Because you can't believe you're with her. And now you're with her. You feel like you've invested so much money that you should just have whatever you want, whenever you want. Because you've sunk so much money into it. Missy said, yes, when he said I'll stay another week, I died inside because that's when she gets that $5,000. So he's going to stay another week. She says she'll change, which I was surprised that she said that. Um, And she's like, everything will be okay. And then he says, sleep with me, please. She rolled her eyes so far in the back of her head. I rolled my eyes. I was cringed because, again, knowing what we know and knowing what I know now and knowing that this is, listen, you guys, you might think Mike is like this innocent guy. And even I was like super protective of him in the beginning of the season. But now that all the stuff has come out and and how they really truly met and who he is as a person, I, I I got to say, I'm seeing him with whole other eyes. And for him to literally say, please sleep with me, was just, it was just, because, you know, that's exactly why he came back. He came back because, you know, he's trying to bang this chick. He's like, I'm sending all this money over. I'm sending all this money over. I was like, oh, God. So he begs for her to sleep with him. And she's like, okay, as long as you don't stare at me, then okay. But she says it like it's her duty. She says it's like it's like going to be such a big deal for her. Uh, But then they kiss. And makeup, it's the next day. And I noticed, same with him, he's wearing that same black tank top and gray shorts that he wore last episode. So, like, I don't... What's in your suitcases, y'all? That's what I want to know. You're just going to just throw on the same nasty, dirty outfit day in and day out? Ugh, gross. Um, and he wakes up, and he has to tell all of us that he feels great because they had sex. Um, things he feels are getting back to normal because they had sex and then goes on because he has not had enough sex in his life says last night was pretty good huh if you were an animal I would say you were a tiger (laughs) what kind of animal was I and she says you know since you stare so much you're like an owl and I was like that So it's date night. It's 
date night. Um, he's happy. She's happy. He's happy that she's happy to be around him. They go to this uh, Abu Dhabi restaurant, which kind of looked like the same restaurant that he proposed in, but whatever. Um, and he's just one of those people that constantly needs reassuring. Like every five seconds would drive me crazy. You just asked about the sex. You just asked about what animal. Now, how are we doing since last night? Well, it's only been since since last night and you just asked me five seconds ago and I answered and now you're asking me again and so she's like it's normal now he feels like she's not being open with him and not communicating well she's not communicating Mike because she's sick of communicating because you ask the same questions every five seconds and you ask them because you're insecure about the whole situation because of the way you guys met and you really know deep down in your heart that she doesn't want to be with you but because you're a sex tourist and you want to bang her you're putting up with way more than you should put up with. Um, so then he says, do you want to talk about the wedding? And yes, Ashley, red flags. Let me tell you something. He still wants to lock it down. He still wants to lock it down. You still want to get married? You want to know why he wants to get married? Because I know why he wants to get married. but the shirt. <laughs> Listen, you guys, I can't even, I can't even talk about the shirt. <clears throat> I can't even talk about the shirt. I can't even talk about the bedazzler because we have two more couples to get through. And I just, y'all already know your insert the bling from 1992. Thank you very much. Moving on. Um, do you want to talk about the wedding? She's like, okay. Um, but I don't like your gossipy friend. I don't like your nosy friend. And I don't want her to be there basically. And then he has the audacity to throw his friend of years under the bus and be like, Oh, I only asked her to talk to you. I didn't know she was going to say all those things. I didn't know she was going to have that attitude. And I said, this motherfucker, guess what? When, Jimena dumps your ass and you need a friend and she watches this episode where you threw her under the bus, guess what? You're going to have one less friend. <sighs> Jimena is not impressed that he tells all his problems to everyone. She feels like he needs to grow up. He needs to decide for himself, obviously. He needs to think for himself, obviously. And this, when she said this, I I died of laughter, you guys. She said, because she doesn't want to have sex with him, but she does want to have his money, right? She didn't want him to break up with her because she still wanted the money to come in. And she even said it. She even said, I don't even see the issue is if we're fighting or if we don't have sex or whatever, because you still pay my rent. You, you just paid my rent. I died of laughter. She says, no more sex until they get married. And I just, I died of laughter because she can, she can easily be like, yeah, you know, it's going to be like just really part of, of how I grew up and my faith and stuff now. Like we just can't get, we can't have sex till we get married. And once, when she's married to him, that fool is never going to have sex ever again in his life. She will have the ring, the money, 
the green card if she wants a green card. She says she doesn't even really want to come to America. She wanted to always just stay where she was um, in Colombia. But, you know, now she has that option too. But what he's not about to do is get sex anymore. He's going to provide the stability in the house and pay all the bills, take care of the kids, and she's going to live her best life facts. Those are facts. So <clears throat> no more sex till we get married. She goes on to say that, you know, she, her bed is for her and her kids. She sleeps with her kids and it's the bed's not big enough for the four of them. He just doesn't fit. And so now his feelings are hurt because he's a sex tourist and only came down there to have sex. And that's why he keeps begging for sex. And that's why he's so confused because she hasn't been giving him sex. And now she gave him a little something. He thought everything was back to normal, but it wasn't. She was just playing a game because she didn't want the money train to be cut off. And lo and behold, here we are. Kim and Usman. Hi, Radella. Usman's a gaslighter. Usman's a gaslighter. Usman's a gaslighter. And if I never see him again on 90 Day Fiance, I'll be okay with that because it's clear that you don't really want to be on the show to be pre 90 Day with anyone. You want to be on the show to be an international superstar. And I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting sick of how you treat women. I'm getting sick of how you think you're the prize. I'm getting sick of, I didn't, I don't watch America's Got Talent. I don't watch any of, what else? There's America's Got Talent. I don't watch American Idol. If I wanted to see a talent show, then I would go and watch this talent show. I watch 90 Day Fiance. I want to see relationships, real relationships, and those people navigating what it looks like to get married in 90 days or before the 90 days. Oh, we have some time. Let's get to see if we really want to actually do this and get married. And by the end of the before the 90 days, you're engaged so that you can go on to the next spinoff, which is 90 Day Fiance. And then you can go on to the next spinoff, which is 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. And then you can go on to the next spinoff, which is 90 Day Journeys and all the things. What I don't want to do is talk about your stupid fucking dumb ass music videos all day, all day, and how you and your culture don't do this, and you and your culture don't do that. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Why are you on the show? Why? If you don't want to be in a relationship, why are you on a relationship show? 1-800-CALL-AMERICAN-IDOL. Thank you very much. So it's been a rough few days. Kim doesn't know what to do about Usman. You know, they had sex. He told her he loved her. Um, and she's not what to, what to, not sure what to do now because of this whole Zara situation. She wants to salvage the relationship, but she doesn't know how. So she calls her friend, Vanessa. Um, and tells Vanessa that Zara is a real girl. Uh, this is all a game to Usman. And, you know, why did you... Vanessa wants to know why he made a music video about her, just like he did with baby girl Lisa. That girl must have been important to him, which he says she was. And if you ask me, he still wants to be with her. And the only reason he wasn't with her is because she broke up with him. But he really wanted to be on the show. And so... His plan B was this, let me still get on the show and still do my music video, but I'm going to have to go on the show with someone. 
So <clears throat> Kim feels down on herself. She feels her confidence is gone. And I got to tell you, I felt for her because, yeah, she is in love with this guy. And she's made it clear that she's in love with him. And she does all the things for him, has a kind and open heart, and is believing in the relationship, believing in him gaslighting her because he's using he's using her love for him as a tool against her. So if she just continues to fawn over him, that's exactly what he wants. Cause he thinks like she's a super fan, right? And the super fan will do anything for me. She'll buy me things. She'll, she'll tell me how great I am. She won't need any type of attention because she just really is in love with me. And I'm the prize. Her friend, Vanessa don't know her. Remembered her for like five seconds back in like second episode. But I do love what she says. She's like, you don't need to be chasing no Nigerian rapper singer, especially no one hit, two hit, not even hit, one wonder and two wonder. He's got two music videos. Does he even have an EP? Does he have a list of songs? Is he on a top hits charts anywhere? Or is he promoting his music? Kimberly, you don't need to be... There are plenty of random other Nigerian singer rappers that are much more successful and much more world renowned than Usman, aka Soldier Pro. I can promise you that. If you want me to send you a list, Kimberly, I can absolutely send you a list. There are superstars, like real superstars, that are rappers and singers in Africa. Okay. This, this, this one right here with his two music videos, you don't need to be chasing him with your big open heart and allowing him to make you feel less than girl trust and believe. And the simple fact that I'm going to get to it, but that necklace business, I was done with him. I was done with him and his fake Louis Vuitton. If you're going to date a dude that can't even afford to buy real LV luggage and goes to the swap meet and wants to act like he's the shit when he can't even actually pay for real luggage, he can't pay for a PS5, he can't pay for a MacBook Pro, then mm, I don't know. Sounds to me like you're funding his life and he's not the biggest international superstar that he thinks he is. <laughs> no hit wonder. <laughs> so Vanessa's like, don't chase no fool. You ain't need him like that. And she's like, you're right. He needs to prove himself. He needs to prove his love to me. And he needs to do like a big grand gesture so that I know it's action and not just words. Meanwhile, Usman's just chilling. He's chilling by the poolside. He gives zero fucks about anything. Now, I don't want to get distracted because I just, we're on a time frame here. But poolside in your jeans and your full-on dress shoes, like, okay. She comes down poolside. Uh, she says to him, you know, I think everything is bullshit. And, you know, this trip was deceptive. You know, didn't know that we weren't going to kiss. We weren't going to have sex. That I had to beg you to come to my room. That the video was about another girl. Like this whole, whole thing is a charade in her eyes. And 
Then she has him take off the soldier boy necklace. Now, when when she had him, y'all, take off that necklace that he's been sporting nonstop, like he's the biz, okay? And he had the audacity to ask her how much it cost. I was like, oh, first of all, what? Kimberly, you did what? So, wait, Kimberly, you did what now? So, let me get this straight. Because I know that she's a, a loving, open, honest, caring person. I know that about her. So, she's a giver as well. So, you bought Soldier Boy that gold necklace that... Girls, we all know that shit ain't cheap. That's why all the rappers wear them. You bought that for him and you expressed it and paid extra money so that he could have it just in time for his his birthday. In addition to that, you flew all the way out here when he has no money clearly. And so I know that he didn't help you buy a ticket out, out there at all. Then... You also bought him a PS5 that was super hard to find at the time. In your heart. And then on top of that, you also bought him a MacBook Pro. Oh, girl, no. Oh, no. Just, just no. Just absolutely not. Absolutely not. Just absolutely not. So <clears throat> she takes a necklace back. <clears throat> She's like, I put a lot of thought into this. And this necklace is an example of the thought that I've put into this relationship and this trip. She asked him, how much thought did you put into this trip for me? And he had the audacity to say, nothing. I didn't force you to come. That would have been a sign for you to get up and get out of there. And not only get up and get out of there, Kimberly, but get up and get out of there and take all your shit back and peace out. He's making it clear. His words are very clear. His words are saying he doesn't give a rat's ass about you. He doesn't give a rat's ass about you. He's treating you like you're some side ass, no good for nothing except for buying him stuff type of chick and you're not about that life and you're better than that anyone who treats you like shit does not deserve you period in my books so she says to him you know what prove i'm the one i don't want to see you until you can prove to me that i'm the one and you don't get this necklace back until you do he says that's funny she's like oh that's funny is it she throws a drink in his face she cusses him out and she's like, I hope that was funny too. We learned from her that she's never thrown a drink at anyone in her relationships before, but the funny comment triggered her because her ex-husband who used to cheat on her and come home with like lipstick stains and, and other women's numbers would laugh at her as if it was funny when he got caught. And that's what triggered her in that moment. Usman then goes on to say that women in his culture are 100% submissive. And this, what Kimberly did is unheard of. And then I just have to say, 
why the fuck are you dating internationally then? Why are you not only dating internationally, but you're preying on older women for a specific reason? You're not, you're not trying, Zara, okay, we've, we've heard about Zara, but we don't know those to be facts. What we do know is what we see. And you're preying on older women who probably, you know, you think you can control, you think you can get things out of. So what you're not about to do is tell me what you're, you and your culture do, because clearly you don't date within your own culture, Usman. If you did, then you wouldn't have this problem, right? Because the women are so submissive. So don't fucking turn around and then say to us, well, the women in my culture don't do this. I don't know what you do in America. Well, I don't know what you do as men because you don't even date Nigerian women. Clearly, you're dating these women from America for a reason. So what you're not about to do is go ahead and try to knock the Western woman when you don't even date within your own culture. We don't give a shit if you think your woman should be submissive because guess what? You're not dating a woman within your culture. Come back to us when you start dating a woman within your culture and then we'll talk. <sighs> he says what Kimberly did was highly disrespectful and he wouldn't put up with it. And I will say this, if since we're throwing culture out, I, I being an African myself will tell you this, what you're not gonna do is pick and choose of your culture what you want. Usman, if you were a true man, a real man, then your woman wouldn't be buying you all the shit. You would be the man, the, the head of the household and the provider. Okay. So instead of all these lavish gifts with no money, no job, and you expecting all the women to do all the things for you, guess what? You would be doing all the things for the woman. And then the woman would be at home being all submissive and making your dinner and all the things. But what she shouldn't be doing is making your dinner and all the things and, and washing your feet while she is also then out there working and buying all the shit for the house. Can't have it both ways. So go ahead and pick what you want in your culture, but make sure you pick the right things. Thank you very much. <sighs> Then he has the audacity to try to gaslight her a little bit more and say that he did what she wanted, meaning he had sex with her. Um, and he's not impressed that she took the necklace back. She's like, you know what? You say all this stuff, but your actions don't match it. So if you want me to stay, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to go ahead and prove it. Or if not, if you can't come correct, she says, I'm on a, a flight tonight. And he has the audacity again to disrespect her for the second time and say, hey, you know what? Have a safe flight. And she's like, cool, I'll book it. He's walking out with an attitude, says that honestly, he's not feeling the relationship with Kimberly, similar to his ex-wife. I'm like, it's only similar because your attitude is similar because you're trying to be a user and Kimberly's not allowing you to use her. So now you think her attitude is bad when really you've been gaslighting the whole time. 
she feels like she lost. They both lost. So that's it. She really thinks it's going to be hard to remove him from her, her life because, you know, they've been talking all day, every day. And I don't think it's going to be hard at all, Kimberly. Just go ahead and block, 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 delete, block, delete. That's it. Very easy. It's done. Okay. Last and certainly. That's not very nice of me to say, actually, so I won't say it. Last. Last, and I don't know what to say about Ella. I, I, I want to say something good. So I will say that I liked her um, floral top. I thought it was pretty. That being said, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ella, if you feel like I'm yelling at you, don't take it personally. I'm just going off of what I saw on, on this episode, okay? But I did honestly yell, what the fuck, as soon as you came on. Because you want Johnny to still go to Dubai, even though COVID is raging on you want him to go to Dubai for two weeks and then go home and quarantine for five weeks because you can't, you need him to come right now because you said so. Because you said so. So you're going to go ahead and call Johnny and tell him that you can't keep waiting forever or you're going to have to move on. And my question is, why don't you just move on? Because honestly, it's not a real relationship because you guys haven't really even met in real life, even though that's what you want to do. But why don't you just go and continue to date other people and you can continue to talk to him because that's really all it is, is an online friendship. Go ahead. If you have so many opportunities to date other people and you're going to need to move on, why don't you go ahead and do that? Just, just do it. Just go ahead and, and move on. So she calls him with the ultimatum. Are we going to Dubai? Are you doing Dubai? He's like, you know, I thought about it. And, uh, you know, you're very important to me. But we're going to have to postpone this till February. Because the COVID restrictions in China are more so than anywhere else in the world. And he's not trying to be locked down for five weeks. Because you know what? He's the sole provider for not only himself, but his family, his mother and father. And he has a kid that he provides for. So does it make sense for him to go to Dubai to meet her for two weeks, then come back to China and if he can even come back and have to quarantine for five weeks? Or should he wait till things settle a little bit and the restrictions aren't as, as strict as they are and then, and then go? She gets mad and says, so you're wanting me to wait seven months till February? And he's like, you know, I'm sorry that I'm choosing to not be in the extended quarantine. 
I'm being cautious. I just want to travel when conditions are better. And who is she to say what he shouldn't shouldn't do, what's best for him? He's a grown ass man. And you know what? All of us have never been in a pandemic before, but guess what? We're going to do what feels comfortable for us. And it, he doesn't feel comfortable. So why? Because she says so, because she wants him to. Should he travel? It's his individual choice. If he's saying no, then no should be no. And I'm going to do it when I feel more comfortable. But because you want to meet him right now because you're sick of waiting because you're selfish, he's in the wrong. Stop it. <sighs> she doesn't want to wait. She doesn't want to waste time. She's 29, right? And so she says, She's going to be 37 and single, which I took offense to, right? There's nothing wrong with being 37 and single, girl. If you love yourself, if you have confidence in yourself, and you know that you can, you deserve whatever you want out in life, then guess what? Being single at any age is not a bad thing. But for her, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to wait. She doesn't want to waste time. She wants to be super dramatic and act like it's going to take 10 years for her to then not be single because her whole self-worth is wrapped up in if she has a man or not. Okay. She goes on to say that this has been hard on her. She needs attention. I, 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 and cuddled with him because she was so distraught that Johnny wasn't coming to Dubai and they ended up having sex and it just happened. I'm sorry, you guys, for my language, but I was just like, fuck off. Just fuck off with all of that. You know how manipulative that move is right there? So you waited to find out whether Johnny was going to come to Dubai or not before you told him that you were quote unquote, I don't even, I don't even call it cheating. Cause I don't believe it's a uh, relationship, but let's call it cheating for, for now. So you told, you waited to see if he was coming to Dubai in order to tell him you slept with somebody else. If he said, yes, he was going to come to Dubai. Would you still then have told him that you slept with somebody else? And if you have all these options and you have this wonderful friend that you're very close to don't they normally say that best friends make the best relationship why don't you go ahead and be with that guy since he can give you what you want and what you want is the physical attention the attention the attention i need attention Who's this close friend? Shouldn't we have filmed that too? So that I could actually believe that that actually really happened? Who's the close friend? Because we met your friends. All of them were close friends, right? The girl and her Asian husband and then the other friend. So who's this new person that's just popping up that is apparently your close friend? Why don't we film with him? That could have been a twist to the story, right? You guys could have fallen in love and boom, you wouldn't be single at 37. <sighs> she admits that her self-worth is tied up in male physical attention. And I will tell you that 
if you don't love yourself, no one else is going to love you. And if you feel like the only way you can feel worthy of yourself is if someone of the opposite sex gives you physical attention, then that sounds like a you problem and you should probably get into therapy and figure out why that is. Because like I've said, all my shows, you can't get your happiness from someone else. You have to be happy within yourself and bring your happiness to the table. Someone else is not going to be able to make you happy if you're not happy with yourself. Let me say that one more time. Someone else is not going to be able to make you happy if you're not happy with yourself. And if you don't have self-worth without male attention, then guess what? When you don't have any male attention, what's that going to do for you? How are you going to grow and develop as a person if there's no male attention? She says she's been alone for a year and a half and it's been hard. And I would then say, yes, it has been hard. But guess what? It's been a hard two years for everybody, whether they were in relationships or not. This pandemic is unprecedented. And a lot of people spend a lot of time alone together, which was hard in and of itself. But guess what? A lot of people spend a ton of time together, which was hard in and of itself as well. So everyone had it hard. It wasn't just you, Ella. It wasn't just you. Then she pulls off the biggest gaslight of the entire episode. She says, I still love you. Are you mad at me? And when he said, no, it's complicated. I was upset about that because he should be like, yeah, okay, I'm mad at you. Bye. But instead, he says it was painful to hear it, was sad to hear it. He was shocked but he can understand because she's been waiting for so long. He's going to try to fix it when he comes in February. But guess what? Buying a diamond ring to propose to her. This, this is it. This is all I can say. Red flags all across the board. Red on both of their parts. Red flags all across the board. Your online girlfriend just said she cheated on you and you're going to fix it by buying a, an engagement ring. Now, the kicker of all this, the kicker of all this, you guys, was this. When she started crying and really whining, I really wanted you to come. I wanted you to come and be with me right and I'm so upset I can't believe it and when I told Johnny that I slept with my friend and even though he said he wasn't upset I saw it on his face and that just hurt me it hurt me it just hurt me so bad now I feel like I don't have anybody I just want my person bitch are you serious right now are you serious right are you serious right now are you seriously turning this into a you problem are you seriously crying because you cheated on your boyfriend and now you're hurt is is that what I'm watching is that, uh, 
what is happening right now? So you're going to try to garner up some sympathy from us because you're in pain because you cheated. You know what? This show's over. Goodbye. You sound foolish. You sound ridiculous. You need to go to therapy. Please go to therapy because no, your self-worth should not be wrapped up in any man, in anybody. And if you think it's okay to try to manipulate your way out of things, and now all of a sudden we should feel bad for you because you cheated, I, that's it. That's it. I cannot, I will not, I refuse to talk about it any further. You're on your own. I don't feel bad for you. You decided that you needed some male touch and you got it. That being said, uh, you guys, we have a really exciting thing happening tomorrow. So you should come join us if you're around. We are talking about all things 90 Day Fiance, the new season out April 19th. Um, but we're going to do a show tomorrow with some of your favorite melanated content creators. We are going to be collabing and laughing and partying and all the things with Just Call Me Wa. Uh, so check her out on YouTube. Nikki Star, Nikki Star, Nikki Star. We've collabed with Nikki before. Uh, Gio Malak, he's hilarious. And he has so much to say about the new season. Myself and, of course, Auntie's Advice. Tomorrow here on my YouTube station, um, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Be there. It's going to be a crazy party. We're going to talk all things new season, predictions, casting, all the tea, all the time. See y'all tomorrow.